How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. We are back in Studio A. You're to my left. I'm to your right. We are back where it all started once again. You know, what this is the heck are you doing home? A little more free twin. <laughs> uh, I feel like a, a couple episodes in the last couple months. It is summertime. You know, you you got to visit the fam. I got to see you once in a while. I'll check up oh, on you. So you it's know. nice of you. Yeah, yeah real so, nice. Uh, and also to talk sports, you know, that's that's what we're here to do. That's what we do. Um, some stuff to talk about today. Uh, you know, we are, like I said, in that kind of mitts, uh, kind of off-season kind of status right now. We got baseball going, but do we really care about baseball that much? Not that much. We will, however, talk about the Home Run Derby and the we bracket that. that just came out, because that is what's fun about baseball. So do we, we will uh, although, make our predictions there. I did, yeah. the last two seasons, predict Pete Alonso winning both. Home run derby. So I'm on a two-year win streak. Well, I might make it three this year. I just was going to ask that very question. Would we care about the home run derby if Pete Alonso uh, won ma- Maybe not so much, but you know, <laughs> it is fun to talk about and, and make a little you know guess there and, and, and yep. uh, predict, even with uh, Pete in there. Should I, should I mention to the people that when we looked at the eight people, I didn't know two of them? Yeah. Is that it's is that something I should admit? Maybe, on? maybe I'll you know carry that kind of segment <laughs> that we talk about, but we got to get you on the the baseball uh, ramp there. Uh, an NBA free agency, uh, DeAndre Ayton, kind of uh, a, a weird a weird story uh, here with you know the offer sheet uh, being signed by or him getting an offer from the Pacers, um, and now nice. the you know the Suns with him being a restricted free agent have the option to. Uh, match that contract or let him walk, um, and then he will be a pacer. Conflicting reports, nothing entirely settled right now. You know, Woj is out here saying, uh, you know, that they're going to match it, but then there was reports in the past saying that they wouldn't if he was. So kind of, you know, an interesting Did, thing. We'll, we'll talk about it. I, I just want to know, well. just and we'll talk. of course we'll talk about it, but does four years, $133 million seem like it's nothing? Mm, Maybe because of the numbers that we keep yeah, hearing. In, the, in today's NBA, you know, these with with everyone getting you know 50, 60 mil. Um, I'm thinking 35 million is a, is a drop in a bucket. Yeah, it might be you know a, a bargain you know to some people, but you know there there's just this kind of knack, especially with the postseason that Aiden have or Aiden had yeah. uh, this past season. Uh, you know, teams reluctant reluctant to pay him you know that kind of money. So hmm. uh, we'll see about that as well, and then. The first round of the open, uh, we'll we'll give you you know your one minute of golf, so you can you can have that segment. Thanks. And then uh, and then I can't wait to talk about Tiger. Yeah, and also uh, big news is NHL free agency. You know this is uh, this was a big free agency, a lot of big guys, um, a lot of big names out there um, that got paid. Uh, a lot of people on the move. Uh, the NHL, what I'm seeing, you know, just as a generalization, uh, the bottom teams kind of getting better. Uh, the top, you know, top of the line teams definitely losing, you know, some of their pieces because of, you know, the payroll, but sure. also, you know, replacing those guys. So I think the competitive, you know, the competitive gap is, is maybe closing and we could be in for an even more fun season than last year, which would be really, you know, cool to see. I can't wait to talk about it because the perfect example is to talk about the Detroit Red Wings, yep. right? They probably improved the most. They signed some really key people to the team. They definitely increased uh, the talent level. But at the end of the day, they were 26 points behind Washington for the final playoff spot. The Rangers, the Penguins, Capitals, Toronto, you know, 
uh, Carolina, they're not getting worse. No. They're still going to be good. Can Detroit make up 26 points, get 100 points or plus to make a playoff run? Yeah. Like I'm saying, the gap is cl- is closing. closing. It may in, not, it in, may not in be. In a few years. Right. It may, you know, it may <laughs> take another year or two, but uh, definitely, you know, those, it's good to see the bottom teams maybe, you know, getting a little more competitive. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's give you the uh, the start of today's episode. Run us down what's going on in the first round of the 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 Open. Oh, we're opening with the Open. Uh, is that the British Open? Well, it used to be the British Open. They just call it the Open Championship now. Okay. So it's at the heralded, heralded St Andrews. The only reason I know St Andrews is from playing Tiger Woods video game, yep. a golf game, and we would play at St Andrews, and it's kind of a ugly looking course, just kind of straight out there, nothing, no hills, no. No hills. Do you Bums. see the greens? The greens are not straight. Oh, maybe maybe hills there, but just kind of like it's links like yeah, just a right. flat course. It's flat, but literally, if you miss the fairway, you're in the fescue, and the fescue is not the rough. The fescue is hitting out of weeds the size of like your legs, right? right? Or or stuff that just you you just can't get the club through, right? There's sand in the middle of half the uh, fairways in just in the weirdest spots, and then you have greens that have undulations on them that no putt is straight. You hit up the hill, down the hill, around the hill, around the It's almost like playing a putt-putt course with like windmills and stuff and like weird obstacles. It's nuts. This is a course that you're literally, you should be, people like us would hit like about 300. Mm-hmm. But these guys should not be killing it. And they went out today and Cameron Young, Cameron, uh, what you call it, Smith, and Rory McIlroy went off. Well, you, see, you know, Rory McIlroy, uh, Again, I make this joke every t- every time there's a major because yeah. every first round he starts out at least in the top three, usually leads, and then he falls off. So nah, is this play- the time that McElroy can actually so win a, a major? Ma- McElroy has been playing so much better this year. He's been top ten in a lot of the, the, the more recent events. He could absolutely pull this together. Look, he's from that part of the world. He can definitely make this rain. I, I expect Rory to be there on Sunday. Okay. Cameron Young, I look, the American to go out there and shoot eight under, sixty-four, good on you, mate. Like if you could keep that pace up, that that's unbelievable. I don't see that happening. I see the wind picking up, I see the ball moving all over the damn place. I, I it's gonna be hard. It killed me though. Killed me to watch Tiger Woods put up a seventy-eight mm. plus six round today. Is it time to just is it time to call it quits? No. No, because like all right, first of all, look, he loves this course, right? He's won it twice. He's won the Open twice at St. Andrews. Like, he loves this course, right? But when you hit your first shot and it goes down the middle of the fairway and it goes into somebody else's divot that's filled with mm-hmm. sand because someone else, you know, took some good chunk out of the grass and it sits in there and then you hit your second shot and you can't get it out of it and it pops out and it rolls into the, the crap mm-hmm. and you end up getting the double bogey on the first hole. Not a good start. No. And he is tied for 146th mm. place, Rough. about to miss the cut tomorrow. Yeah, not good. Uh, you know, he's actually, I mean, he's had a couple bad 
rounds since he's come back from his injury. So. I thought Toyko was going to be a good We might We might not, you know, that, that last Masters win where he came back from. No, it could be. That, that might have been the last one. But You know what sucks is what I love about this one is, you know, since we were just in London and in that sort of the world, is they're five hours ahead of us. Right. So they're playing at like five in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning. Right? I was so excited on sun to get up on Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Go down, have my cup of coffee. Instead of going outside and getting on my computer and, you know, looking up stuff and doing work, I want to get up, have my breakfast and my coffee in front of the TV and watch the final round. And I wanted to see Tiger mm-hmm. at like 8 o'clock in the morning playing in the final round. You know what I'm not going to see on Sunday? Tiger Woods. I am not going to see no. Tiger Woods. Unless he has some miraculous second round. Go Rory. I'm rooting for Rory. I'm rooting for Rory, too. I'd love to see Rory actually pull it out for once. So. But, you know, hey, th- don't forget Scotty Scheffler, who seems to win every tournament, mm-hmm. lurking only four strokes behind. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, for that update for the Open. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll report back. Uh, Last major year? I'm saying Rory wins. Oh, wow. I'm saying Rory wins. We come back Dude, on Tuesday, and I say Rory wins. Rory's plus 300 tonight. You should put a, little, to, put a little cash down. Put some, uh, might have to put the first paycheck down on there <laughs> uh, if, if if I'm really uh, feeling that one. Uh, let's get to this this home run derby, as we talked about with Pete Alonzo going for his third straight. Uh, yes. Should, uh, I, should I go get a snack? Should I leave, go get a snack, let you talk about the home run derby? <laughs> the, the fact that you can't talk I about, can talk about these big-name players in big baseball. Big-name? Big name players in baseball. Listen, I could give you a lot of history on Albert Pujols, but you know, and, and we could certainly talk about Pete. But yeah, go ahead. Pete Alonso. For those that don't know, I usually brag about this. I try to brag about this at least you know a couple That's times me. a year. Totally. Uh, Pete Alonso is probably the best prediction I've had in my sports. It prediction was the history. first year. It wasn't the second year. What are we talking about? Home the, run derby. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 going as far back as to. The, the stardom that Pete Alonso has become oh. from the draft point, from the pre, pre minor bear? leagues, pre-Polar Bear. Mm. I was saying all over Twitter when I first got it, Pete Alonso is him. This guy's going to be, you know, the, the future first baseman, franchise first base for the Mets. Uh, and he came out and was just amazing from the start. Uh, and like I said, whether you want to believe it or not, the last two years have predicted the Pete Alonso were uh, home run derby champions. Two years ago, Two years you row. looked like a genius. Last year, I'm not giving you crap for kudos. Whoopie do. He was the person who everybody thought I, was going to win. I said that he, would, he was going to go back to back. He did. Will I pick him to go back to back to back to back? We'll see. The bracket just came out as, as we're actually recording this. Uh, we have Kyle Schwarber was the first seed um, due to him having the most home runs um, out of the eight. 28. Kyle, Kyle Schwarber is just ridiculous in the fact that this guy went from being... Really good in in Chicago, and then kind of fell off once that Chicago once the Cubs started to fall off um, after their World Series, just kind of fell off and and seemed like he was done, you know, had his prime, whatever. And he comes to the Phillies and becomes the best leadoff hitter in all of baseball and has twenty eight home runs. It's the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. I, I have a different take. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when he played for Chicago, right. he was fat. Yeah. He was fat. He was a big, round, chubby ball, mm-hmm. right, who barely couldn't get on the field. I mean, he was a great hitter, but he was a terrible fielder. He he, he hit for power, right? Then he, he started to figure out, like, okay, maybe I'm not this home run hitter, so I'm going to start hitting for, you know, singles and doubles. And he went from being unbelievable to exactly what you said, irrelevant. 
Irrelevant. We thought he was so done, his career was over. Him and Chris Bryant were over. Mm-hmm. He gets traded to the Phillies, and like you said, to become a leadoff phenom. Mm-hmm. Phenom. Unbelievable. It's insane. Uh, he's he'll 29 go, years old. I feel like yeah. he's 106. He'll go up against Albert Pujols. I'm sure that he will win that one there whoa, and, whoa, whoa, and take whoa, that Albert Pujols. Whoa, 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 whoa. Albert Pujols is going to be out of breath by the first minute. You know, he's in there because he's Albert Pujols and this is his last year. He's a legacy. Sure. Okay, first of all, right. he, do you know that Albert Pujols is 17 home runs away from 700 in his career? Yep. 700? It's crazy. Will he get there? I don't think so. There's not a lot of people who've hit over 700 who weren't on steroids. Yeah, that's true. Pretty. That's pretty a uh, uh, great achievement. I mean, look, we're talking first ballot Hall of Famer, all that you know, yeah. good stuff. But Kyle Schwarber is just too efficient when it comes to just banging out home runs. Um, I think he's the only one that actually poses a threat to Pete Alonso in this type of competition. Do you know how many times he's been in the home run derby? How many? Six. Really? Six. I'm oh, sorry. This is fifth. Fifth mm. time. There's only been six players that have ever done it five times. Mm. Could you name them? No. Come on. You know, they're, 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 these are big names. In your, in, in our, mine and your generation. Are we talking about the f- five or five that have been in the home run derby? There are six people who have been in the home run derby at least five times. Bryce Harper? No. Wow. That was, that was my most confident, think, confident guess. Think more bigger home run guys. Um, I'll give you a I'm hint. Liking. Two of them are absolutely synonymous with steroids. Mm. Uh, a Rod? Nope. Uh, you got me. They're my two, my two most confident. Barry Bonds. You said in our, in my generation. I said mine and your generation. Oh, wow. You tricked me there. Barry Bonds. Who else? Who's the other guy? Mark McGuire. Yep. Sure. Just, just how you don't know that the players Ken, currently. Ken, I'm, I'm blanking Ken, on, on Ken that. Griffey Jr. Yeah. Sammy Sosa, mm-hmm. Prince Fielder, and David Ortiz. And Prince Fielder. Yeah, and Ortiz. Okay. I there thought it was, was kind of cool. Uh, I'm taking Schwarber. You taking Schwarber to beat Pulos? Or I am go? because he's 42 years old. And he's going to be out of breath in about six minutes. Like I said, uh, the next one I really like this. Two of my favorite players in the league. Uh, Juan Soto versus Jose Ramirez. Um, I just had to explain to you who Jose Ramirez is, which I'm going to throw up considering Jose Ramirez. Um, is a top, in my opinion, a top 10 baseball, you know, top 10 player in baseball, just an absolute, you know, all around amazing player. And Juan Soto is probably regarded as a top five okay. uh, player in, in baseball. So, good news. I am very familiar with Juan Soto. Yeah, incredible. I love Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. I think he is. I think he's one of the top five players in baseball. I have no idea who Jose Ramirez is. Uh, I don't know what team he plays for. I've never seen him on TV. Jose Ramirez is just an incredible player for the Guardians. Yeah, the best way to describe Jose Ramirez is the is is an MVP candidate if the MVP really went to the most valuable player because mm. he carries this Guardians team. This Guardians team's not very you know very good, but they're in a playoff you know in playoff contention right now. Due to the sole fact that Jose Ramirez knocks in about you know 100 RBIs, uh, you know 40 doubles, um, you know can hit the home run ball and you know bats 300, just you know off the charts. So you go with Ramirez. Um, but I look at Juan Soto, and Juan Soto is just on another level in terms, of, I think, power and home run. Yeah. He did not do good last year in the home run derby. I think this year, although he did beat Otani. Yeah, beat Otani, but didn't do well in the, in the next rounds. Yeah. Uh, I will take Soto to do a little better this year. Me too. And I think he beats Ramirez. Me too. Uh, and the next one, we got Corey Seager, who I believe is just completely overrated and 
got his money and is not having the best season for the tech uh, the Rangers. But oh, he's not he's not on the Dodgers anymore. Not on the Dodgers anymore. <laughs> uh, and then you have Julio Rodriguez, who is the you know rookie phenom in in, in Seattle. Seattle, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, um, and he's a big part of that. Is is just a you know excellent player, going to win Rookie of the Year for sure in the AL. Hold on, um, hold on. And I think his can, youth. Can I can I just make another comment? Mm-hmm. No idea who that guy is either. I think his youth is going to overcome Corey Seager. I don't think that Corey Seager, I, I just don't think that Corey Seager has this home run, you know, monster hitter. He's got, he can, he's got 21 yeah, home runs can, this year. He can hit him for sure, but I look at Julio Rodriguez. This is, you know, a young guy who's going to have more stamina. I think he's going to uh, advance to the second round. Okay. Not farther than that, though. No idea who Julio Rodriguez is. But Julio, get the stretch. Mm-hmm. You're going to be leaving early. Mm. Corey Seager played in this Dodgers park for eight seasons. Wow. He knows this park. He's going to be able to hit the ball out it's of the... True. It's true. Good... G- give me the hometown guy, even though he's not the hometown guy anymore. Mm-hmm. And plus, the Dodger fans will root for him. It's a good point. But Julio's going to get in there, and Julio is going gonna, is gonna to light it up. Yeah. Uh, then we got Pete Alonso versus Ronald Acuna. I have not even a, a biased pick. But I have a very strong feeling that you could put as much money as possible down on Pete Alonso to win this. Yep. Ronald Acuna is fantastic. He's unbelievable. The The season that he's having coming back from the injury last year is, is ridiculous. Yep. Uh, and in this particular uh, event, Ronald Acuna, just in the way I'm trying to envision it, I, I don't see him competing with Pete. The, the way that Pete you know, just flawlessly and effortlessly hits these home runs one after another and another, you know, not using any strength. When Ronald Acuna swings, it looks like he's using every ounce in his body to swing. And that's mm-hmm. a great thing. He hits, you know, the ball at 100 miles an hour. But in this type of situation, I think Pete uh, is going to beat Acuna for 100%. sure. 100%. Doesn't Pete, not Pete, doesn't Ronald Acuna remind you of Jackie Robinson? Yeah. Like, I just, it, he, kinda, he reminds me of the, the modern day Jackie Robinson. He's mm-hmm. a phenomenal player. I just don't see him as the guy who's going to take down the two-time defending champion of the home run derby. I don't see it. I don't see it either. It's not going to happen. In round two, Kyle Schwarber versus Juan Soto. Again, I really think that, like I said, I think Schwarber is is ridiculous at at, at hitting home runs. And I think he's the only one that poses a threat to Pete Alonso. So I think you can guess where this is going. Um, I think Schwarber uh, beats Juan Soto. I think Pete Alonso... Uh, beats Julio Rodriguez, and we see a Schwarber-Pete Alonso final. Wow. And Schwarber gets to try to take down the two-time defending champ. So <clears throat> what's interesting about the dimensions of Chavez Ravine, you know, that's the stadium that the Dodgers play on, is that both left field and right field are both 330. Yeah. Not a not a deep park. Not a all. deep park. Nope. Right? Center field is not even 400 yep. to deep center. The ball's going to be flying out of that park, mm-hmm. right? So in my world, you're going to see Pete Alonso back in that finals. Yep. There's no doubt about it to me whatsoever. Now, who do I see him up against? I'm gonna go. I'm 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 taking Corey Se- Seager. Okay. I'm taking Seager going okay. all the way to the finals. You take Seager. Um, I will take. I'll take Schwarber to get there. It don't matter though. It don't because matter. I'm standing here as the Pete Alonso. Wizard Woo. of foreseeing Pete's future. Yep, and that man's going to be a three-time back-to-back-to-back uh, home run derby champion, and he's going to do happens. it with flair. I think. I think he's going to ease past barely a sweat, barely a sweat. So because effortlessly, you, because for two years yep. you have 
you've 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 been in tune with the polar bear and the home run derby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow your lead. Wow. I am not nice. going to take the other side. I'm going to take the bear and run with him. All right. That is uh that's solid. Both Pete Alonzo picks here. Um yeah, not the fancy pick, but it's gonna be true and we're gonna be right. And it's gonna be cool to see someone win the home run derby three times in a row yeah, for the first time in MLB history. 100%. That's what I'm excited to see. Yep. All right. Enough with baseball talk. Uh actually one last thing, four more days till the uh all star break. Yep. Um and obviously that will be when the um home run derby takes place. So uh maybe after that we'll uh kind of look at you know these standings and, and Listen, as we're you know there's more only, than halfway through. There's only one thing that I care about about <laughs> that all star break. Oh. The return right afterwards right. of Jacob, Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom. Hopefully he's back in, in, a, in a week or two. That'll be If DeGrom stuff. is back, it'll be the only thing I care about. All right. Uh, let's get to this uh, DeAndre Ayton story. There's actually news, right? Obviously, the news comes out, right, as we uh, start you know, recording this. Um, I did say before, and, and as we were in, as the intro, there was mixed reports on if the Suns are actually you know matching this offer sheet. It is confirmed now the Suns have match the offer sheet for DeAndre Aiden. He will return to Phoenix. Uh, if you didn't hear before, um, there was a uh, contract offered to DeAndre Aiden from the uh, Pacers that was going on pretty much all offseason, finally was submitted. Uh, they had 48 hours to uh, to match that offer sheet. That was They matched uh, it in four hours. Based on, yeah, Woj, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was matched right away. Uh, the Suns will retain Aiden, uh, and he will be back in Phoenix after, you know, Conflicting reports on whether Phoenix had him in their future plans. You know, this was, this was they went out kind of early and, and disappointing. Uh, didn't get back to the finals. Uh, you know, they they really you know w- w- had just a, a disappointing you know end to their season. Uh, Aiton didn't play great with Chris Paul hurt and, nope. and and Devin Booker hurt. You know, during that playoff run, is and he is he worth the money? I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> what the Suns what what the Suns said and the reports that came out were that the Suns thought they could get another player to replace Aiden and his production that was cheaper than, you know, the $33 million that he'll get now. Or they wanted Durant. Right. Or they wanted Durant. <laughs> and that's just not going to happen. The, the Durant thing is just... It's, well, the, the one thing, foreseeable future... The one thing that's really cool about signing, re-signing DeAndre Aiden yeah. is we can put a bed to the Durant right, yeah, that, Phoenix. You can really, you know, definitely, you know, take that out of, you know, happening anytime soon for sure. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know... Interesting for the Suns because, and I'll answer the question of, of this, if he's oh, worth thanks. it or not. I appreciate that. Uh, this is interesting for the Suns because they're running back the big three, you know, Paul Aiden and Booker. Um, they uh, they go into the luxury tax, you know, they're playing, they're they're paying all these guys a lot of money, so you know they're they're really? above that. Are we worried about the owner? No, no, no Bob Sarver has more money than God. I'm just saying that, but you know, they they did this knowing that a team was paying him a lot of money. They matched it, didn't care about, you know, the luxury tax, didn't care about, you know, Durant, anything. So they are putting faith in Aiden, and I agree with it. I, I think he's worth it. You know, I, I would sit here and argue Aiden's a top seven center. Maybe yeah. you could argue top five. He's a double-double machine. He right. averages 17 and 10. He's all four years he's been double-double. Right, and he's, you know, this is only his first contract after his rookie contract. So okay. he's only going to get better. Uh, he needs to get better. Uh, he needs to... You know, kind of work on on that offensive game. I thought defensively it was excellent all year, but offensively, when Chris Paul was hurt, when Devin Booker was hurt, he never, maybe one game in the playoffs, never outside of that uh, stepped up 
and and really put it all together to, to be a you know star offensive player. Aiton will never be the go-to guy. Aiton will be the compliment. Right, the compliment. But when those guys were you know were out, we look at Aiton as a star, and you know Carl Anthony Towns can do it. You know, we 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 put. Do you think Carl Anthony Towns and, and Aiton are the same player? No, I don't. I don't think they're the same player. But as we look at Aiton and we compare them to these top centers, you know, like all the you know all these top centers, okay. Embiid and, and Jokic, you know, they can carry the load. Embiid and Jokic are on another planet, one hundred percent on another planet. But I think Aiton, if Aiton really wants to stay and be considered as a top five center in this league, he's you know. Right, well, let me ask you this, okay? Like, the reason the reason we don't consider Rudy Gobert, you know, a top five center, like well, it's so funny you just brought him up because that's exactly what right, I like, So, would you rather have Gobert and have the Defensive Player of the Year with a limited offensive game, or DeAndre Aiton, no, who has a decent offensive game, who has some limitations a little bit on the defensive side, and is never going to be a superstar? No, I, I no, I'd rather have Aiden because. Okay. Because the point I was trying to make was, you know, if if you have you know a player like like we we nobody considers Gobert amongst those guys, those top guys that we just talked about with Carlton Towns and Bede Jokic, you know, all the, the the top centers, you know, uh, because of the limitation of the offensive game. The, the dude's a three-time Defensive Player of the Year uh, winner. He's a probably it, it sucks that I'm even saying this. Probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. Correct. And that disgusts me. I don't. I don't know why. That just sounds weird coming out of my mouth. But it's just truth. And I. And he's still not considered amongst those top guys because of the limitations. Limitations on offense. And that's just what you know. That, that's just the the world we live in. And, and you know, in sports and and how offense you know sells tickets. AJ. What 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 Aiton needs to do uh-huh. if he wants to be considered and and get the money that he just got paid. And and we've seen bits and pieces and, and flashes of his offensive game he has it mm-hmm. he's a he has a good outside shot he can work in the post he's a good rebounder like he the reason I'm saying we need to see it is because I've seen it before it needs to be consistent if he wants to be talked about as you know a top player like that he he's got to step up this season or else um it can't right. be done in this year because now he can't be traded uh without his consent for a full year sure. that's how the the restrictive free agency works but we could see him moved in in in, a, in, in in you know after this year if you know the Suns have another letdown season. So you know we talk about rankings and trying to figure this out. There's not a lot of good centers in the league, like pure fives. There really aren't. Mm-mm. Okay, I mean Jokic is going to be considered a five, even though he doesn't play like a five. But Jokic and Embiid are the top. They're they're on right. the the pedestal. Right. right. Your next group includes Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, DeAndre Ayton, Bam Adebayo. That's your next group, mm-hmm. right? I mean, then you got like Jared Allen and Vukovic and, you know, uh, I'm trying to Tunis and, right, you know, Robert Williams. There's not a lot of really special right. centers. The, the, the point I'm trying to make, if this wasn't clear, I apologize, but I believe Ayton has the potential, potential to be one of those superstar special centers. I have seen the full game be, get put together here and there. And is, hear, if it's I consistent, I think he can get there. I hear what you're saying. He will never be Embiid. He will never be Jokic. He can be the best of the next group. And that's and, and I think that's fine. That's I think enough. that's good enough. Right. I agree. But that's my point. It's good enough. Just don't expect him to carry the team. Expect him to be that great compliment to a Booker. Right. And in any aspect, if Booker or Chris Paul is hurt, the Suns are just... Not going to get to a you know a finals anyway. So. And the Suns need another scorer. Man, they need a wing player. Be, look, 
What, what, well, you said the Stewart blew in the face. Look, Mikael Bridges and, uh, and, and, Cam, and Cam, well, Cam Johnson was horrible. horrific last year. Yes. In the, in the playoffs, Mikael Bridges was the one that, that stepped up and, and played better in the playoffs. Cam but, Johnson was horrific last year. But they need a 20-point scorer on the wing, and they don't have it. It could be Bridges. Maybe. He needs and it up. was Cam Johnson two years ago. And I don't know what happened to Cam I Johnson. I don't either. But, uh, yeah, they, got, they have... The, the Suns, look, they still have the team. They have the players. Um, they, they just have to, you know, get back to what they did two years ago, you know? Right, and, and right, now, team. right now, do you think they're going to the NBA Finals next year? I think they're a contender. They're still a contender. They're a contender. If you had to put money on one team in the West, would it be on Phoenix? Would you, would you, if I gave you five, to, if I gave you five right to one odds of Phoenix winning the title next, or going to the going to the NBA finals, yeah, I take it. Yes. Or, or going or, or winning, or just going, or even money for the rest of the West. Which one are you taking? I take the rest of the West yeah. in that situation. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't think so it's, I. it's a bad bet for you know taking a you know if the odds are if they're not you know one of the top favorites, I'll to take, take the them. field. Um, but you know, as we Golden State, baby, I'm taking the field. You know, I, I I do kind of find you know the Orlando Magic winning the NBA championship this year a little better. You know, bet there. Do you know? Uh, you know, with with the best player in the league on their team in Paul oh. Bancaro, uh, that does help. Okay. All right, let's get to uh, our last segment here uh, with NHL free agency. Um, yes, we're gonna talk Dude, hockey. I, whatever. I, I was I was re- I felt like you last yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times I refreshed my phone? I refreshed my phone so much from 12 o'clock to like 4 o'clock that I actually had to charge my phone back up. I lost all the power. And that's me every day. I'm charging my <laughs> phone at least twice a day. I don't know how you do that. Uh, it was exciting. Um, a lot of free agents and a lot of big name free agents. That's why it was exciting. Um, and a lot of overpaid people. Well, that's you know that's free agency. Yeah. Uh, we started it. We'll just go down You know some of the big names. Uh, Claude Giroux uh, going to the... Senators in uh, in Ottawa who are going to be dangerous next year. Ottawa looks good. They got Alex Dabrinkit. They got Cam Talbot to be their goalie. They're going to be. They're going to make a step this in the, team, a very much a step in the right direction. Yeah, this team looks you know a lot better. Yeah. Um. You know, as a as a team that over the last couple of years, after you know some of their their uh, Stanley Cup runs, uh, after losing you know Eric Carlson, uh, this definitely looks like a group that's definitely going in the right direction. Yeah. Um. Giroux, the only thing I will say. You know, was always great on Philly. Uh, when he was traded to Florida, was kind of irrelevant, you know, and, and did not show up in the playoffs, and that's why they got swept by but Lightning. He, he didn't fit in with their speed game. Yeah, I don't I don't think either, but definitely um, something to, to, you know, keep an eye on there, but definitely a better Senators team. They they got a lot better um, this year. Yep. Uh, the Red Wings also got a lot better, um, signing Andrew Kopp. Former Ranger. Who I, I miss so much. I love that man. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Huso, the backup goalie for the Blues, yep. who will become their starting goalie, who's definitely in to be a starting goalie. Well, they also goalie got sure. the Calder Cup you know, guy, uh, Maureen Sider. They're going to be. Yeah. Listen, Detroit's the other team. Besides Ottawa, I think Detroit improved the most. You know, And that's two and, teams in the East that were, you know, playing better down the stretch, still yep. finished 30 points out. But, still going to miss the playoffs this year, but they're both in the right. They're both trending in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Um, how about our Rangers uh, replacing Andrew Kopp with Vincent Trocek? Uh, okay. Pretty much a quick, quick, quick. similar contract there. Can we talk about Vincent Trocek for a minute? Sure. So I always have trouble with players that I absolutely effing hate <laughs> who then come to your team. 
Yeah. And now you have to turn around and love them. Right, but hate as in I just you hate them because hate him because he was good and was a ranger killer? I I, 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 I I like that. Those players when they come to our team. I hated his annoying attitude when he played. Like you know like I, uh Brad Marchand is like the rat and he's like the mo- mm-hmm. one of the most hated person in Boston. I don't hate him that much, but he's an annoying fuck. And I I have to now like him. Now, what I do like about his game is that he played really well when he played on Florida before Carolina for Gallant, the coach. That, that's what I was going to say. And he's when he a, was on Florida, he was unbelievable. Yes. He was he was a first line center for sure, and was you know one you know one of the best two way centers in sure. the league. You're going to like hit the. I'm going to like the fact that he can win a draw, which yes. we are terrible at. And we're going to put right. him next to Panarin, and, and hopefully he's a good enough two-way player that he can get him involved. Here's the bottom line for me. Is Vincent Trocek better than Ryan Strom? Yes. The answer is yes. So you upgraded. 100%. Now, is a seven-year deal at $5.6 million a year I, the look, right number? All right. You know, you're look, hockey contracts are so hard and they're so difficult to look at because it's unlike any other, you know— contract in uh you know contract in any other sport you know you football you look and it's by position and you and you know what's an overpay and what is in yeah. you know the quarterback position is getting over 40 million sure. now you know nba and the max contracts and all that you only have to pay for right baseball with the 300 million any the, the nhl contracts are just so it's so strange because you know you ha- you don't see a lot of these short-term contracts these guys are getting you know their money and they're getting on that team for seven, eight years. That's what we've seen over the last couple, you know, five years, six years. That's how the league is going. You know, these guys want to be locked in and want to be, you know, and, if, and get their money. So if Trocek does not score 35 goals for us, this is going to be a very expensive. 35. This is going to be a, a high very, number. I was thinking like very 25 I'll be happy with. No, he needs to score over 30 points. They're going to put him next to Panarin. He better score 30 goals. I like it because, you, like you just said, he gets to play next to Panarin. He's uh, you know, look at Ryan Strom. Ryan Strom was a you know a nothing player. Definitely became better. That's no no question for the Rangers. But playing next to Benarin gave him you know a bunch of twenty goal seasons. This guy's already a great goal scorer by himself. He's going to get put next to Marin. I guarantee you. You know, definitely could have okay. thirty plus goals. We'll this is a really good signing because they found a way with losing Cop with losing Strom to get a play. In my opinion, a better player than both of them. We lost a lot. We lost those two guys. Mm-hmm. We lost Frank Vitrano, who I loved. He went to Anaheim. Right. You know, we lost Justin Braun. I mean, we lost a, uh, we lost Kevin Rooney. We yeah. lost a lot of good players. We lost Gugorgiev. So, but we did get uh, Halak as our backup goaltender yeah. and Louis Domingue. So, I like, like we, we, look, we had a good day yesterday. I'm, I'm happy. You know, we're going to be the, the, we're still going to be really good. Yeah. The problem with the Rangers right now is you're looking at you know, yes, we lost a lot, but a lot of those guys were bought for a for a to make a playoff run. Yeah. So, you know, it's... And you have to look at the top six players right now. You still have Kreider. You still have Zavangia. And all those guys are paid. That's why, yes. you know, the cap crunch is, is tough. Um, Lafreniere, based on what we saw in the playoffs, is going to be your, your first-line winger. Agreed. Kako's um, back. You got to pay him next year. Right. You got, and, and that's the problem is, is you, you can't sign all these guys because you got all these young guys. You know, you have... Vitaly Kratsov that's coming in. He's going to be on the team Keanu next Jay year. Keanu Miller has to be paid. Right. Keanu Miller has to be paid. Um, you know, Brandon Schneider uh, has to be played. There's a, a player in the in the AHL, the top prospect, uh, Brett Ottman, yep. who scored 50 goals in the AHL this year. He might be on the team this year. So, you know, you're just going to – with the farm we're, system – We're blessed with a lot yeah, of young talent. I'm not worried. I, I think they did what they had to do. They – you know, if you, if you're gonna lose two of your you know depth centers yeah. and you and you upgrade by by getting a pl- a player that's better than both of them, I think that's a pretty solid sure. win. 
Can we talk about the Lightning? We can. What the hell were they doing yesterday? I don't know. They, uh, they lost Palat, and right. they paid $8 million a year for Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah, Sergachev. What is Sergachev? Uh, it's, you know, look, Sergachev, you know... Is a number four defenseman. I no, he's he's a top defense, uh, top young defenseman, twenty four years old. He um, is gets you know they the locked him in long line. term. Uh, yeah, second line. But look, you know they they traded McDonough for this reason because they needed cap space to to extend him. They they really like their guy. Um, they also you know extended Sorelli. Um, hey, dude, the and, and Eric and Eric Chernak. Yeah. You know. Uh, Sorelli Come got six million. Turnak got five million. My question is, where do they get the money? They paid um, this twenty team, million dollars for three guys this, who were this, bleh. yeah. And this team is paying Stamkos the max contract. You know, Kucherov a, a max contract. They're they're paying so many Vasilevsky. guys. Right, they're paying so many guys. Um, I don't so it. much money. I don't know how they're. It's it's like the Bucks in football. I just don't know how they do it. Yeah. Um, but you know, they continue their winning ways. They're gonna you know be back and try to be back to that Stanley Cup and you know get back on their winning ways. Um, Darcy Kemp. This was a bizarre one for me. Darcy Kempfer uh, signing with the Capitals. Why? Um, Why was it crazy? I look at Darcy Kempfer. Uh, Darcy Kempfer, and he gets paid um, over what is it? Five over million. five million a year. Darcy Kempfer is an average goalie at best. Come on, he just won the Stanley Cup. Wait, won the Stanley Cup <laughs> with the greatest possible team in NHL history around him. Um, uh, again, an average goalie at best. Yeah. Um, the Capitals needed a goalie, so I understand why they, you know, he's the best, probably the best on the market. Um, but when you look at, I guess I'm just, you know, looking at I'm, I'm our teasing. Rangers. I'm teasing. I think this is a terrible signing. Listen, oh, really? Oh, oh I, I thought you were being. No, I, I was here. totally being facetious. Um, listen, Kemper is is exactly this is just an average he, goalie. He's an average goalie who was on a great team who who got paid. He had never gotten a ma- he never gotten a, a long term contract. He gets twenty five million dollars. He already has his cup. He's going to be nice and content to play with a more right. established team. And I think that uh, I think being on going to the Capitals, their defense is not anywhere near the near Colorado. It's get little. I think the Capitals are actually on you know that down slope. Sure. Um, as well as you know the, the Penguins. It's and, the and other there. goalie though that made that I think was a great trade, mm-hmm. and that was the Edmonton Oilers getting Jack Campbell. Yeah, that's a good one. Right? I mean, they had to get rid of Mike Smith. Like, the Mike Smith experiment is over. Mm -hmm. You cannot waste Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane and the the depth of that team with not having a a championship-level goalie. And if you're not going to have Shesterkin or Vasilevsky, then Campbell is in that next group. Mm -hmm. You know, all-star, big guy, very good you know, I th- I thought that was a tremendous pickup. That, yep. that, that's going to put Edmonton either on the right path to get to the finals again, or you know, it, it's the end of Connor yeah, McDavid they, there. They just needed to invest in a goalie. Jack Campbell's young. Um, what was you know again? Is is he this you know top goalie? No, but he can definitely take a stride, and and he's you know upgrade over Mike Smith's inconsistencies. He's a and, massive and, upgrade, and, and and you know the the goalies that they were plugging in there and having to win seven six games. So I I like that as well. Is this going to turn out and be, you know, you know, is he going to turn into this lockdown kind of goalie that that did puts we, them as a top, you know, the top team in the did, West? I don't did, think. So. Did did uh, Colorado need a lockdown? No, team? they didn't, and, and that's why I think it's fine. It's because yeah. they don't need to invest. Just in this give me a crazy guy who doesn't goalie. give up five goals a game. Yeah, I think he could be that. Um, and then there was Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, this one's the big one. Uh, probably the biggest name in in free agency, Johnny Gaudreau. Um, 
played his whole career in Calgary. Um, Calgary, and up until this year, has never been relevant or good. Um, but he has been a Lo- top loyal ten player in the NHL for his entire career. Just Over a hundred points yeah, last year. A ridiculous player. Um, Johnny Hockey got that that nickname. Uh, and finally, it's free agency. Rumor was that he was offered this immense deal. You know the the you know the the max kind of contract in hockey now is you know eight eight years around you know eleven million maybe even twelve if you can go that high. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what Calgary was offering. They were ready to you know give up. their franchise player what he wanted. Um, and Johnny Gaudreau said no. Like this was not about the money. This was not about anything. But I want to move on. I don't want to play in Calgary anymore. I don't see a future in Calgary anymore. Listen. If you're an American boy mm-hmm. and you're in Calgary, where sure. the only thing that matters is hockey and the Stampede Rodeo, yep. and it's freezing cold, and you're dealing with socialized medicine, and you're in Canada, would you move to Columbus, Ohio? I mean, I guess when you look, the the, the problem is 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 I don't look at the city of Columbus. I look at the state of the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are kind of in this mix that you know. They're, I wouldn't say that they're the bottom in the East, but nope. they're definitely nowhere near a playoff, you know, to the top. Yes, they're in purgatory. Yeah, they're just in that kind of mid kind of category. And the Blue Jackets signed Johnny Goudreau to a seven-year, $68 million deal. That's nine, about nine and a half a year. He'll be able to pay his bills. Right. Takes tw- a, a, a little under $20 million less to play for Columbus. I mean, you just don't see that from a top player like Goudreau. You know, there was rumors at the beginning of the season he wanted to go to New York. Yeah. Um, at first, it was the Rangers. You know, now with then, no then it was the no Devils. cap space, yeah. Then it was the Devils. Um, the Devils offered him that that eight year, twelve million. He didn't want to go there. The Islanders offered the same. He didn't want to go there. This was taking less money than any one of these top you know destinations offered to play with Columbus. It's a big get for Columbus. They have some good players. Um, you know, they they don't have their goalie situation kind of figured out so, yet. I read somewhere that he's he's enamored with the coach, you know. So I would right. who, who knows the exact reason, but he is a, a Blue Jacket for the foreseeable future. He's going to be their best player by far on their team, and it definitely gives them a boost. Well, with Goudreau taking less money, could you see Nazi Kadri, Nazem Kadri just smacking the wall? Like, taking his hockey stick and breaking things last night? Yeah. Like, what, that, what is his worth, and where is he going? That That's just a question mark right now. This was a guy that was on... You know, had an incredible run, um, won a Stanley Cup, uh, knew that the Avalanche didn't have any money to, you know, sign him back. So he's going to move on, cash in on his payday. And we're two days through free agency. He's not on a team. So this becomes a question mark of who has money that's left at all these teams. Not a lot. Not very many. Is he going to Seattle? Yeah. I I mean, this is the problem with with a guy like Kadri. He's, you know, he's not a 25-year-old coming off his rookie deal. He's, you know... He's, he's around 30 right now. On oh, the, he's older on now. Wrong side of 30. Yeah. Um, you know, ju- it is looking for more than, you know, teams are willing to pay. Like I said, the the thing with, with hockey right now is these contracts, there are no, yeah, he's 31. There are no, none of these, you know, oh, let's give you a, a you know, in the NBA, we're like, let's sign you to a two-year deal, you know, right. and, and let's, a, a you know. A little bridge. And, yeah, a little bridge deal, and, and we'll talk about it in two years if we want you for another two years. Yeah. The NHL is, you sign, you know, maybe a one-year deal, or you're signing for seven, and you're there for the rest of your career. That That's just how it's working right now. And when you look at a 31-year-old, you know, you know center that's coming off. His best year, but by before, far, though, by, by far, by that's far. what I'm saying, by far, and before that, you know, maybe when he wasn't playing with this incredible avalanche team, 
was just a depth lower he, six center. Yes, he was a a bottom six center. He was a fifty to sixty point a year. Correct. You know, third right. line with the Maple Leaves. Yes. And look, good player. Right. Somebody yeah, like, you'd love to have. A solid player. Not somebody you're paying a, right. $10 million. A guy that's asking now to be a, you know, a top center in the, you know, on, on a team and is asking for eight, nine, ten million. Yeah. He's just not going to get that. So no. he's going to obviously have to bring his number down. Um, and, and this could be one of those rare scenarios where now we see a guy, you know, like Kadri sign a one year deal, a two year deal, and then he enters in free agency again. And, you know, if he continues this, which I don't know how likely that is going into you know you know this thirty second year old uh, uh, season. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe he, he may have screwed up. If, if right Claude now. Giroux got three years, six and a half million, mm-hmm. I, I would think that that's about where Kadri should be. Maybe yeah, seven. Maybe seven. Yeah. But again, who's paying him? You know, you got Seattle, but does he want to go to Seattle? Right. Um, you Boston. Know, you know, maybe. you got the the Islanders, but you know, does he want to play for the Islanders? Like, that could be. Yeah, it's it's all possibility right now. Again, when you get past those fir- the the first day of free agency, then the second, these teams don't have money. They just spend it all. So it's kind of the waiting game to see you know who will move stuff for him and who will clear you know space for him. He'll sign eventually, probably before you know the weekend's over. But um, we'll be interesting to see where he where he ends up going. Well, and and then the other one is uh, is John Klingberg, yep. right? So love I mean, John Klingberg. Yeah, he's great. He's not going to resign with uh, Dallas. With Dallas, you know, that's a guy who might go to Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, Seattle's the only one who really has a lot of money. You know, uh, everybody's you know the the guys who are left, Patrice Bergeron, they expect to you know resign with Boston. You know, there's a couple of guys that, that definitely are out there. Tyler Mott, you know, w- 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 the Rangers would love to resign, but don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of guys that are still out there that, that are going to find good homes. But yeah, it was it was amazing to watch how many five and six million dollar contracts were just getting yeah. banged out yesterday. Yeah, and the last one that I'll that I'll say, um, which was uh, the most recent, which was you know today on, on on day two of free agency was Andre Palat going to the Devils. the Devils. I'm making a statement about this. Andre Palat was a great player on Tampa, won the two Stanley Cups, all the clutch goals. My, this is my opinion. I think Andre Pilat was a system player that fit great with Tampa and how they in their play style and came up in big moments and just had a great career there. I think he will come to the Devils. And I think he will his career will die. So I I think he will come and he will be irrelevant for the foreseeable future, just like the entire Devils organization. I I totally agree with you. This is a guy who played on the number one line. With Stamkos, right, right, or or uh, Kucherov, with, uh, Kucherov yeah. right, and was the recipient of a lot of mm-hmm. wow, look at those guys go, and then oh, look at me, I'm wide open, and I'll just bang it in. Right. So th- he's going to go to the Devils and play with what you know? <laughs> I mean, right. a bunch for, of like eighteen year olds. First overall pick um, with uh, I'm blanking on, yeah, on his name. He is Jack, Jack Hughes, Hughes, you know, or Nico Hershier. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a guy honestly on that team who's probably going to play third line. Yeah, you're gonna pay him six million dollars a year to be a th- bottom six forward. Makes no sense. He's 31 years. I mean, he's gonna end that contract at like 36. Bad teams give out contracts to the best available players when they can't get the top guys. You know, when when Goudreau says, "Oh, you're offering me a hundred million dollars, I might become the, the highest paid player in, in the NHL." But do I want to go play for the Devils in New Jersey? Let me ask you a question. Okay, mm-hmm. are you more excited? For the NHL season to begin and what the Rangers should hopefully do this year, or 
the NBA season to start Ooh. and to see your new relooked, reimagined re, 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 re magic. Can I say both? Because I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited okay. for football to come back. Maybe I'm not. Listen, I didn't put football out there because yeah, we were all excited but, about football. But but maybe I'm not. I'm ex- but football is different because I'm excited for football. You yeah. know, this Cowboy season. I look. I, I really don't know what to expect, sure. but. You know, when I'm looking at the Rangers, obviously I want hockey to start. Hockey's the best, and and you know the team should be very good again. But I gotta go with my Magic Man. When have you, when have you seen, you know, a a player like like Ben Carroll come in summer league, plays two games, balls out the two games, and the front offense goes, we've seen enough. You can you can take your seat on the bench. Uh, and, and hasn't happened since Dwight Howard. Get ready for. Uh, Get ready for the regular season because we've seen enough. Uh, you're a stud, uh, and this is gonna be a you know fantastic rookie season. And you know, Paul Bencaro, uh, lock in your rookie of the year uh, bets. Lock it in. Put put the house down on it. Put the the new Giannis, the, the new Kevin Durant, put the college tuition on it. <laughs> uh, this guy is a stud, and he's he's gonna be fantastic this year. All right, I was just curious. I was curious. All right, so we're gonna start talking football here soon, huh? Yeah, football soon. Uh, hopefully next week we you know we get past this this MLB All Star break uh, yep. and we'll start our previews. Tra- training camp start. Right, training camp. We got to start doing a couple things. Number one, we got to do our predictions for each division. Right. We have to do our overview of the new additions and the subtractions on what we expect from the teams in each of those divisions. We have to do our Super Bowl predictions and we have to start talking about fantasy football. You By know, somebody, one of my friends texted me today and said, when do you want to do our fantasy football draft? And I was like, dude, it's July 14th. But then I realized hey, it's July 14th. You know, I'm not I'm not one that does them, you know, in July. We're but six weeks when we away. get into August, you know, the the middle of August, that's when they're done. So we gotta we could we could start talking about it, know. And, and, you know, coming soon. I got exciting start, stuff. I gotta start remembering like how many leagues I'm actually committed to. I know I'm cutting them down this year. We're going we're going five max this year. Five max. Five max. Okay. I'm not doing what we what I've been doing. Last I already year. cut one of them out. All right. I, our producer Brian Teagles, that he's, he's very complicated. I was like, listen, I am doing the same thing. I'm cutting some down so I can cutting concentrate down. on some yeah. things. I had to cut that. One. You know, it's it's not about the quantity; it's about the quality. Totally. You know, putting that time and effort into into you know a couple the, of your teams. The ones that can make me so a couple of grand. Out. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah.